Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. How? What the fuck? And it's also, ah, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Maron. All right, let's do this live. WTF at the Steve Allen Theater in Los Feliz, in Los Angeles, California. Welcome aboard. What the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucking knots? What the fuck quaz I got recently in Canada. I was told what the fuck quaz. I don't know if that's a real word, but I like it. Thank you for coming down. I'm even excited to see the people that came down last time. This man has sat in the same seat twice, three times creepy, two times a fan. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. I know you don't want me to draw attention to you, but I appreciate you being there. But I did remember you sat there last time because I had the exact same feeling last time. <laughs> you got to laugh once. All right, all right. Maybe he's playing a character that only he knows about, and I'm about to be part of his show. All right, uh, this, this happened. I was coming back from Canada, and I don't know how much you travel, but if you fucking snore, do not fall asleep on the plane. <laughs> well, I am so, I've been traveling so much, and there, like, there's a point where you get to at planes, with planes. If you leave early in the morning, that means there's a good chance whoever you're sitting next to or in front of has not showered because they figured they'll sleep on the plane. They don't give a fuck. So now you gotta deal with this weird, disgusting intimacy with strangers. <laughs> now, the guy that was behind me, I swear to you, and I'm sitting in front of him, like, like that and no one's fucking doing anything including me but what are you supposed to do I've never fantasized about this before in my life but I fantasized about just punching him in the fucking face and just having that moment where I'm like poof and he's like what I'm like I don't know what what happened why are you bleeding how could that happen you better tend to that for the next three hours of this fucking flight. <laughs> I felt bad about that. I honestly felt bad about it. I can't stop watching Chopped on TV. Can someone tell me what? <laughs> How is that not the best fucking show? I don't TiVo anything but Chopped. And I sit there and I watch chop, but enough with the chocolate nibs, all right? I mean, how many times are you gonna use that ingredient? Isn't it amazing how quickly you can hate somebody for being a chef? When you watch Chopped, you're like, oh, fuck that guy. <laughs> There's no fucking way that guy's... And they cut it so funny because you can they kind of foreshadow what's going to happen. But I've had moments. There was a woman on there who was a, like a middle-aged Jappy woman who, who, who cooked French provincial food. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Immediately. I don't, I don't know if it was my upbringing or what, but I'm like, fuck her. Fuck that, that attitude. Like, you know, I'm just a Jap with a lot of money and I've decided to cook French. Like, you don't belong on this show. Did I offend people by saying Jap? I'm sorry. Did I offend... My middle-aged Jewish audience people. You watch it compulsively too? Chop, not compulsively? Like, I'm looking forward to doing that tonight. Like, I'm sitting here wondering if we have a chop to watch. How many different kinds of cooking shows are they going to put on that fucking channel? They're, they're literally getting to the point like, cooking in midair! We're going to drop four great chefs out of a plane with a Bunsen burner and a knife and three types of fruit to see what they come up with. When the fuck is it going to stop? 
New cooking channel stars? Fuck them. Fuck all of them. Remember when it was just Emerald and everything was about BAM and that was it or whatever the fuck he said? That was the whole cooking channel. Now we got to deal with a lot of stuff. I used to do a bit about the cooking channel, how I thought it was the only pure television. Because, like, you know, you start off with, like, a series of raw ingredients and you're moving towards something. It's very pure. They go to break and I'd be like, I wonder what's going to happen with those onions. You know, and... (laughs) And that's what kept you watching, you know what I mean? It's like, that is going to turn into something that I can't eat right now. But I can certainly think about it. It's... You're like jerking off with your face. That's what you're doing when you're watching that stuff. We have a big show. We have a lot of great people on the show. Um, We've got Bob Duca on the show. He's the... uh, I've uh, I've run into him in two coffee shops. Uh, He likes to see himself as the best best ex-stepdad and uh, number one divorce dad. And he's sort of become sort of a self-help guru. Uh, He's going to be on. Aparna Nancherla is here. Joe Latruglio from the state is here. Rob Hubel is here. Of course, Jim Earl and Eddie Pepitone. All right, let's read an email. Several dream emails. There's one email that I don't know if is real or not, so I don't know if we'll include it in the show, but I'm going to read it to you because I can't fucking help myself. (laughs) Don't get creeped out by this. All right, maybe get creeped out by it. I get you, really. Dear Mark, I need you to know this. I need you to know that I hear you. I hear your words for what they are, and I hear the space between them for what it says. Your message is not lost. The simpering idiots that write into you thinking this whole operation is just about, quote, gabbing with comics, unquote, make me sick. I know the truth. I know what you're really saying. I need you to know that I'm ready and on board and awaiting further instruction. If I may be so bold, I want to compliment you. It's taken me repeated, meticulous listenings and oral viewings of your podcast to find the cues, clues, and orders. I believe I have the full picture, though I wish there were a method of decryption, a master key, an enigma machine to ensure my success. Still, I have committed the following cues to memory and have readied myself best I can. I won't divulge anything here, obviously, too many prying machine eyes, but (laughs) suffice to say, the paralysis of indecision dies on your mark. We're going to make them all pay. I will wield the weapons of blood in your name. Soon they will say, what the fuck, indeed. (laughs) Mary. Okay, if this is real, I'm speaking directly to Mary now. If this is real, please tell me what these cues are because I'm missing them. And I'm not sure what I'm communicating to you, but I'm willing to meet you halfway on this. If this isn't real, I will send you a list of the people that I need to be taken care of. (laughs) Of course, Mary will take both of those as cues. If it is real. Now, I, um, it's kind of scary, though. What do you think, buddy? You think it's real? Could be. Could be yeah. mm. 
the, the problem with that being real is that like I don't want to piss her off by doing this on here because then if she decides that like oh apparently Mark is the one that needs to go then we're in trouble <laughs> several dream emails I get it I don't have nice body hair I just woke up from a dream in which you were judging my body hair in a strange kitchen. It's rather unimpressive, but you seem to like the amount of hair on my ass because you started rubbing it and spanking me. It might have gone further, but my cat woke me up for food. I don't know if I'm thankful or saddened for that. John. <laughs> Wait. Come on. These are good. One more. Mark Marin, I saw you on Conan. <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie, and I think you're a great comedian. I saw you on Conan's show a few weeks ago. I was wondering if you were ever interested in helping me out with something related. Technology blows when trying to communicate. I talk to my friends online, and I miss what they say, and I just wanted to say if you ever would have coffee with me, I would fly out to L.A. I pawned my rings because I would do anything to tell Conan in person how awesome he is. I've been watching SNL for years, Simpsons, Late Night, etc. Do you know any other comedians that want coffee? <laughs> I'm not trying to get on TV or anything. I just have a ridiculous crush. Would you help me? My phone number is, and she wrote it. I know this is a long shot, but I just feel like that this is my dream, and I just want to hang out next to him. I would do anything. Born to Run by the Boss is epic, and I would totally wear a dog collar for Conan. <laughs> on its own, that is one of the best sentences ever. Thank you, thank you. I just figured out like yesterday about the beard thing and it makes me want to blow him. I watched every episode a hundred times except the beard one because I don't know why. Bad luck, I suppose. I'm not a hoe. I'm not dumb or anything. My IQ is 129. Thank you, Mark Marin. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's move on. Quickly, I was, uh, Ryan Singer, my good friend and comedian Ryan Singer, has recently moved to Los Angeles. I need to have him up here quickly before I bring up Bob Duca, because Ryan is also a guy that looks for positive things in life. And he told me some bullshit before we got here that I need to fucking be documented. Come up here, Ryan. That Ryan Singer, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, it's, it's not bullshit. Just tell me it's exactly. It's a documented scientific just case. Just tell me exactly what okay, you told me here's in the coffee shop. As you all know, this motherfucker is, is in his head and he's negative, right? So I'm trying to find some positive because sometimes you have to. There's a scientist. I think he was a scientist or a doctor. It's not important. I See, now already Asian. it's vague and you're, it's bullshit. All right, go ahead. Well, no, this is real. This really happened years okay. ago. I don't know when, how many years ago. But oh, he took good. a droplet of water. He took two droplets of water, right? And then he, he thought positive thoughts to one of the droplets of water. Then he froze it. And then he thought negative thoughts. Like, I hate you, droplet of water. Right? And then he froze that one. And then they examined under a microscope or whatever it is called... Um, what it looked like afterwards, and the one that he thought positive thoughts was beautiful and symmetrical, right? And the one he thought negative to was all disjointed and asymmetrical. The water. The water droplet, yeah. So, right? And so then he thought, well, maybe it was just... Hold on know. a minute. The water was like, ah! Yeah, yeah. Ugly I'm water. I'm just trying to get this Ugly in my ear. So then he's in like, well, head. maybe this isn't working. So then right. he labeled it, right? Then he wrote love on one and then put it in there. And then he wrote hate on another one and did it in the same thing, right? Yeah. And so then he yelled at them like, I love you, water. I love you, water. And then he froze it in the same results. And our bodies are like anywhere from what? 70% water? So, or something like that, right? <laughs> you see where the anywhere science from breaks 70 down? 70 to 98% water. I've heard it on good authority that our body is composed now, of. Now, do you find, right? you find spiritual satisfaction in that story? That works for you? This water fucking concept? Like right now, fuck you! Don't say that to the water. 
What are you doing? I just drank liquid hay. Oh, this is going to end badly. Right now, I'm drinking. This water Don't is do fucking it. freaking... I love you, water. Fuck you. Don't listen to him. Now the water is confused and I'm drinking it. What is that going to happen? That water will be a stand-up comedian when it's older. Ryan Singer, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so now that we've created a theme for the show, it's my pleasure to bring out this man. I, I know some of you may have been uh, listening to his podcast. I happen to run into him at the Bourgeois Pig and at Insomnia. Uh, I don't know if he makes a rounds there, but uh, as I said before, the best ex-stepdad and number one divorce dad. Uh, please welcome Bob Duca to the stage. How are you, Mr. Duca? Hello, Mark. Uh -huh. Thank you very much for I, having well, me. Well, we had such a wonderful conversation. Where was it at the Bourgeois Pig or Insomnia, or was it another? Well, I'm no longer allowed at Insomnia, so it was probably the Bourgeois Pig. Oh, well, what happened at Insomnia? Uh, well, uh, they don't like that I try to uh, get people to play backgammon with me at Insomnia. <laughs> what happened to your neck? Well, uh, well <laughs> I, I, I actually have a, a, a list of things that... You, you'll forgive my uh, appearance. I have uh, many debilitating uh, ailments. Uh, I don't call them health problems. I call them health opportunities. <laughs> Wait, I notice that you have blood on your sock. Yeah, well, both of my feet. I, I, I apologize for this. Uh, They're both... They this have, is embarrassing. They, I, you see, my body uh, does not produce an enzyme which allows me the proper growth of toenails. <laughs> So you, you wear several socks, and they just bleed? Just to sop it up, yeah. <laughs> Mark, before we uh, yeah. get going, I, don't, I hope this is inappropriate. What, ha what happened to your hand? <sighs> well, this is, a, uh, this is an injury from... Uh, well, I suffer from puff knuckle, if you must know. What, what's puff knuckle? It's a, it's a condition. Uh, it's a water on the knuckle. Uh, <laughs> Increase of puffinoids in the knuckle area. Before we get... Hmm? The other... What happened to the other wrist? What? Oh, uh, somebody yanked my arm. <laughs> in, in a friendly way? Or? Uh, it didn't feel friendly. <laughs> I uh, set up a face painting booth at an art and wine festival, which apparently you need permission to do. Now, what, now, now, what's happened to your life to get you here? I mean, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Well, you know, that's been a question I've been asking myself for a long time. Mm. I, uh, I live my, I, one of the reasons I'm a fan of your show is you seem like a person who uh, uh, examines their own life yes. and uh, comes up with miserable conclusions. And <laughs> I find a kinship in that, a fellowship. You know, I'm part of the, uh, I, I became part of the mythopoetic men's movement. I don't know if you're familiar with it. <laughs> The mythopoetic men's movie. That yeah, pioneered the, uh, by Robert Bly. Of uh, course. Iron the, John. Uh, right, Iron John. I read Sam Iron Keen, John. Sam yeah. Fire in the Belly. Yeah, a lot of fire in the belly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read that book uh, many years ago, and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I had a problem with Robert Bly's vest. He always wore this silly vest in his jacket photos. and, and I. Funny story. If yeah. he didn't wear that vest, his guts would fall out. So that's why you feel a kindred spirit with your toenail issue and some of your other issues. That, some of them, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. So what are you doing now uh, that, that has changed your... You know, you're divorced. I'm thrice divorced, yes. Mm. Um, Do you have children? What? I'm sorry. I do have... I, uh, well, because of a... 
because of a condition called dusty sperm. I'm no longer, I do not have any heirs of, uh, that, that I produce, but I, but I am the uh, stepfather of two very promising and very angry teenage girls, as well as a uh, 40-year-old man. Yeah. How does that math work? I mean, the, the first wife, the 40-year-old man, and then the... All right, you know, I, okay. Do you get along with the daughter, stepdaughters? Or? They don't like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. you know, I, uh, I, I, that, 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 that only makes me want to try harder. <laughs> and, and what are you doing uh, in these coffee shops? I know you have a podcast. Basically, I mean, the short answer is looking for people to talk to. <laughs> the, the longer... Uh, the longer answer is, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I maintain my journals. I, uh, I still haven't figured out. A lot of people here in Los Angeles are working on screenplays. Uh-huh. Uh, and I just, uh, they get annoyed. I ask about different final draft techniques yeah. and things like that. Do you have final draft? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But I figure it's something that they, you know, yeah. must be knowledgeable. Yeah. Are you writing a screenplay? Uh, no. <laughs> No, you just talk. No, I see. I'm I, uh, another condition. I, I cannot watch cinema because I think movies are real. <laughs> I, I have a, a yeah. One, one of the things that I've I've uh, uh, the the forms of self help that I practice mm-hmm. is uh, you know there, there's I I believe that like uh, gas. Yeah. Uh, and bad thoughts are the same in that there's more room on the outside than on the inside. Okay. So I like to let these things out. And, and I like to go around and You're talk. You're saying to like gas, like gas? Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I thought it was a scientific thing, but you're actually talking about Okay. Yeah. But I like to, uh, you know, and like you, your radical honesty. I practice radical honesty. Yeah. And... Uh, I found that although it can be embarrassing, I found that uh, many people identify with it. Yeah, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it can be a bridge to communication. Sure. To which I am very open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really mean that. If anybody <laughs> wants to hang out, or uh... we're hanging out now. Yeah, and it's great, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fantastic. It's really, really great. But uh, it also, I find that it helps me. It's a, it, it's a form of catharsis. Yeah. So, <clears throat> if I could, if you, you would... You've got a lot of stuff uh, that you've written. Well, I don't have to read it No, all. no, I, I mean, want <laughs> Quite literally, I if I read, read everything that was wrong with me, it would take the entire show. So, uh, oh, this is what's wrong with you. Well, again, I don't like to use the W word. Okay. Uh, these are some problems, uh-huh. uh, opportunities mm-hmm. that I have diagnosed myself with WebMD and with people I've met on buses. <laughs> I would just like to now just state these things. Okay. And as I say them, yeah. I release them. Do I do, I do anything? Hmm? Do, I, do I have a part in this at all? Do I, do, well, you can... There, uh, you just want to I, would, I would, I would, it'd be an honor if you would bear witness. <laughs> the following are just a few of the ailments from which I suffer. Fibromyalgia. Lockjaw. Gout. 
The Vapors. Is that, is that even real anymore? Okay. Restless leg syndrome. Thrush. Colic. Croup. Mm. Spastic colon. Irritable bowel syndrome. Unreasonable sphincter. Luke Eric's disease. Lou Barlow's disease. Lucy Lou flu. I'm hyper tolerant of lactose. Sleep apnea. Wake apnea. Pleurisy. Shingles. Depression. Yeah. Mania. Mm-hmm. Eczema. Hot tub foot. Piles. Dropsy. Joni loves Chachi. Leaky gut syndrome. Dirt belly. Bone worm. Bronchial asthma. Trichinosis. Dengue fever. Yellow fever. Justin Bieber fever. Type Wilford Brimley diabetes. <laughs> Amoebic dysentery. Oh, God. Halle Berry tosis. <laughs> Masturbation induced seizures. <laughs> Receding hair lip. I'm in a remission for a widespread panic disorder. <laughs> Dicky Betts Tourette's. Asperger's. Yeah. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Frequent shard attacks. <laughs> Scabies. Rabies. Mm -hmm. Mickey Rooney sugar babies. <laughs> Selective albinism. <laughs> Canine derived hip dysplasia. <laughs> Anglocentric sickle cell anemia. <laughs> and I'm a chocoholic. <laughs> Mark, I, I, I don't know if this is appropriate, but. Mm. Uh, do you think it would be okay if I got uh, Mary's number from you? <laughs> sure, you can have Mary or Katie's number. Uh, Katie didn't sound half as passionate as Mary. Now, I don't want to be a buzzkill in any way, but... I, Not possible. Okay. Did, so, some of those ailments seem almost <sighs> like, like pirate ailments. And They're what? Like middle medieval. I mean, are you... Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you a hypochondriac? I, 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 well, I'm waiting for the results for that. <laughs> it's very expensive. 
So people can hear you uh, every day. Is that true? Yes, I have, the- a, I have a short uh, a podcast called Affirmation Nation, which I share thoughts. I do product reviews. I read poems. Really? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite affirmation? What do you say to yourself every morning to, to start? Forgive yourself. <laughs> Bob Duca, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. My next guest is a comedian who I recently moved here from D.C. and she's very funny. Please welcome Aparna Nancharla. Hello. I just stood up. Now, Bob, is there anything you're going to give her? Oh. And I mean, disease-wise? I mean, Jesus, any of this stuff can take... I make no promises. <laughs> I, I already have a cold. I should preface. Uh-oh. So I can only go from there. Are you? I haven't had an immune system for seven years. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So I can safely say I have your cold, too. <laughs> but I do feel that illness is a form of communication, so uh, it's nice to meet you. You too. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. Didn't you always want to meet someone like Bob in Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. So you've been here a year? Yeah, I'm well about. I moved here in October. From D.C.? Yes. And how's it going out here? It's good. I've yeah. been making the rounds. Yeah. Uh, shaking some hands. <laughs> yeah. Have uh, you had any, uh, any, do you, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get right to it because we talked before. And okay. I've got, I, your, uh, your family's Indian, correct? Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> I mean, I just, the reason I, I ask is I don't have an opportunity <clears throat> to speak to people that are from the Indian culture that often, and I'm sure. sort of obsessed with, with India. Yeah. But I don't know fucking anything about it. Okay, well, I'm like one step ahead of you, but not far. I, it's hard when you're from like another country because you automatically become an ambassador for everyone. <laughs> All right, so I'm an idiot. You don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll teach you some okay. things. Basic stuff? Yeah. Like, can I go there and not get sick? No. Okay. <laughs> um, how long Bob will I, will would I... probably be dead. Uh, I, I wish you'd just stop talking about it. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, because I want to go so bad, but every time I, I talk to somebody about going, they're like, it's great yeah. uh, once you get through the, the diarrhea. Like, you know, you're, you're going to have true. a great time, but you probably have diarrhea for three weeks. It's true. It's a, it's a rite of passage through your intestines. <laughs> do you go I there? found that after the third week, you just get used to it. You do. You no. acclimate. But do you, have you, do you travel there? Yeah, I used to go like every two years when I was a kid. Yeah, just to hang out with relatives. What kind? What part? Uh, South India, sort of South Central India. It <laughs> is, it, is. It's bad. Uh, it's, it's a bad part. Easiest of way to say it. Uh, there's a lot of bad parts of India. It's hard to localize it, but it's a lot of good parts too. <laughs> Where I didn't come they? out here to bash my culture. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's what everybody thinks, though, when they hear about it, that it's just like massive poverty and people upon people upon people and yeah, they throw sure, dead people in the water. That's and... what they tell you to go there. <laughs> but then when you get there, you realize, hey, that's a McDonald's. I've seen that before. Yeah. This isn't as great as I thought. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Do, does your, uh, how long is your family's first generation then? Like your parents? Uh, my parents came over from there. Uh, they're both doctors. So that's a well of material. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, I did bring this one thing. My okay. one thing about being Indian is when I started comedy, um, 
this is uh, my first experience. Like after I'd been doing comedy about maybe two or three months, yeah. someone emailed me some jokes that they were like, "You should tell these." Really? You yeah, did, they were you, you know unsolicited. The no, they were like, "I didn't. I've never seen anyone like you before." And this is what they said. I quote. When I saw you, jokes started flowing from my head. So That's good. That's pretty. Yeah, flowing. Uh, this is one of his jokes he gave me. Uh, my uncle, aunt, and my ten cousins all died from starvation last week in India. <laughs> Wait for it. The good news is that they left me the family cow in their will. I think it's more of a premise. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. to develop there in that country. Um, here's another. This one's actually my favorite, if I had to pick one. Uh, Indian stereotypes almost got me killed. Yeah, I had a sniper stalking me for six months, but nobody said anything because they thought the red dot on my forehead was supposed to be there. Well, that shows a little bit of cleverness. Yeah, know, I, sure. Because, you know, there's, yeah, I mean, that I'm was actually gonna, creative for a yeah. racist lunatic that decided to email you. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you, do you, how much, of, do you, how much of that do you talk about on stage, though? Do you feel like pigeonholed like that? Is there, like, when you go I, out for roles and stuff, are they like, be Indian? Yeah, I think people put it on you, but I don't actually tell a lot of material that's cultural, which sometimes gets you in trouble because, like, Indian people will be like, come to our cultural event. Yeah. Then I'll be like, I don't think I'm what you want. Yeah. And then they'll be like, no, it's fine. And then I'll go do it. And they'll be like, oh, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I tried. I <laughs> you lost in translation. You don't address it at all? I, I mean, I talk, like, I have, like, a joke about my parents. And they'll see me reaching and they'll be like, come on. Come on, <laughs> yeah. you can do it. <laughs> but that's like the farthest I go. And it's like so many jokes about like curry and, you know, there's a whole world I haven't explored. <laughs> People get mad. It's sort of interesting that the community that you, that you come from culturally wants you to identify with them. And then, you know, when you don't, you're, you're, you're kind of spat out. You're marginalized. Yeah. And there's, so there's actually a pressure to it's it's almost reverse is it reverse racism or would it be racism that they that what is expected out of you is for you to be a stereotype i think it's just uh good old racism <laughs> yeah do you find yourself like actively fighting that like i just did what i i just did the shitty thing and i'm like i need to know about india because i've had this problem before like i i'm i i like I like, I like Indian food, and I used to get into sure. cabs in New York. This is real. It's not made up. There, there are several Indians who drive. And, and I said, you know, like, I want to go to India. Yeah. And they go, why? And I oh. go, because I really like the breads. And, and, that's, <laughs> and that's all I have to go on. I mean, that's really what's driving me. And also, it, it just seems so colorful. And I, and I feel so American and stupid, because I don't know a lot about the culture. But I'm, I fucking want to go there. I just don't want to get diarrhea for three weeks. Yeah. Well, I feel like you can... Go I guess what I'm asking you, am I being racist? I mean, everyone's a little racist, no right? No kidding, like, right? That's how you make friends. Yeah. Like, you're like, where do we hate the same things? <laughs> and friendship blooms from there. 
but, but like I think you can't help like being really into a culture like I know like people who are like white people are really into Indian culture and like you know it's genuine but there are like some Indian people who are like well you're not Indian like what's your deal like do you have to have every culture right like leave us alone <laughs> but uh but like so I think there's that line where it's like unavoidable yeah to hurt feelings when you go out on auditions and stuff do you get do you do, do they do that do they pigeonhole you um, I haven't like done a ton of auditioning, but everyone's like, "Oh, you're castable! Like mm-hmm. you're in right now!" Like, <laughs> wow, what did I do? <laughs> Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> we need you to play the Indian girl. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, "Is that a stretch for you?" I'm like, no, I think I can do it. <laughs> I'll just method act. So, what kind of doctor is your dad? He's an anesthesiologist. Uh huh. And your mom's a doctor too. Yeah. And what kind of doctor? Endocrinologist. Oh, that's a uh, nervous system. Glands. Glands. Diabetes. Oh, huh, Bob? Yeah, I'd like to meet her. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Well. I have a, a question just to back. I want to be yeah. clear. You said that uh, saying racist things can be a way to make new friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Let me ask you a question then. This is a personal question. Mm-hmm. I grew up, my dad was a doctor. Now, when you gr- are you a hypochondriac? Because when I grew up, I constantly thought I was dying. That's why I can relate to Bob. But I thought it was a way I could get attention. No, I had the uh, opposite problem. Like, if we were really sick, but we were, my mom would be like, well, someone died this morning, so just suck it up. <laughs> Tough love. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how are you supposed to argue with that? You should be like, well, I'm still breathing. <laughs> My argument yeah, is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just falls apart. Yeah. How many siblings you got? Just one older sister. Yeah? What does she do? She's like a social... Like a community organizer, public health advocate. Oh, so, so she helps people. Yeah. So you're the selfish one. Yeah. Well, we both went into careers that don't make a lot of money. So in that way, we're both selfish. <laughs> in the Indian community, if you don't make money, it's like you're... you're disappointment to your people on some level like yeah. i'm blowing it up a little but what do you got coming up um what do i have i have a show at the improv next week <laughs> that's good isn't that great yeah give it up for me yeah aparna man charla thank you all right let's move down shall we yeah you all right there bob is it going to be a project every time you move down or? Uh, yeah, i mean it's <laughs> a little bit hard i have a question aparna uh I don't know, this may be more your mom's question. Uh, what's your favorite gland? Oh, I would have to go with the pituitary. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Controls your hormones. Yeah, okay. Barely. <laughs> that was very, that was good. That was good, Bob. That, Never ride home. <laughs> All right, my next guest in a series of attempts for me to get every member of the state on this show, Joe Lotruglio. 
Hi, Mark. Thank Hi, you for Joe. Having me. Thank you for having me here. I'm very, it's very nice to see you. Nice to see you. What did you just? Did you finish your tecate? I did. And I how was that? It was delicious. It relaxed me a little bit. Really? Were you yeah. nervous? I was. Really? Yes, of course. Come on. What? You're, are you not used to you? You're a guy. No, I'm used to this. But like you know, our the history with I, the, you and the state, and so I was a little nervous. All right. So fuck that. All right. So, <laughs> I. But you were not a guy that had a problem with you weren't because actually it's funny uh like in 97 i was here for pilot season and i went to a party uh uh you we were uh, at uh, where david cross used to live off franklin right there with greg, with greg baron that's that's yeah. how you pronounce it yeah and i i pronounce it wrong and i came in and the first thing you said like hey it's one of the nice guys from the state oh yeah so it, yes right. i didn't have any problem with right. you you're right. like the happy guy you're I like was the, the happy guy but like that irish italian part of me is like those are my friends yeah and so i was you know i just had that like feeling of like you know sticking up for him and you know, oh like, really i never then, then i never got that sense you guys are like the full range of the commedia della arte and you're like the the funny clown I, that's right <laughs> yes i'll take that i'll take that yeah. no it's true you're yeah. the funny guy those yeah. other guys are heavy hearted and fucked up they're you know they they have their darkness they have their darkness yes. I, I my i had to get the electricity fixed after show walter is in my garage that's how dark he sucked <laughs> the energy out of my room you guys had a very intelligent conversation i, I never thought i would talk about semiotics again <laughs> And yeah. uh, but he has that vibe. I mean, you know, he's really like a college professor. I think he, he is. He he was the first guy that I met uh, in at the college, state. In the state, yeah. So what he, was your relationship with him? Because I got a Kevin Allison story that uh, has great. Been... Well, we, yeah, I, my relationship with, with Mike was that I he lived across the dorm. Uh, he was the dorm right uh, across the hall from me, and uh, I, I didn't want to really be in a sketch group. I was yeah. a kind of a serious guy. I wanted to just do movies, and I was the next like. De Niro, I thought, you know. That was and your plan in college? That like, was, yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, just, yeah. I was like, uh, and, and screw, I'm going to film department. Screw, like, Stella yeah. Adler and Strasburg. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to yeah. do it my way. And, and Mike was like, there's this sketch group uh, called Stoyak, and let's go audition. I'm like, no. And he, you know, basically dragged me there, and I owe it to him that I'm in the state, really. Kevin Allison was on the live WTF, and he said the reason that he wanted to be in the state was that you were so fucking hot. Really? Yeah. He said that like he saw, I love it. He said that when he saw you, he was like, I want a piece of that ass. <laughs> I want to take it. I'll I take it. I'll you take didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh, shit. No, I didn't. He, you know, that's not true. He might have mentioned to me, and I forgot, not then, certainly not then. Like later down the line, he might have said, you know, I had a crush on you. I didn't think of it. But I didn't know that was the reason he joined the state. Oh, yeah. Like he, we were in, uh, I was in the film department with uh, Mike Jan, who was also in the state, and Kevin Allison. We were all on like the, this film crew team. Yeah. And Kevin told me that he ended up taking classes to be with Mike Jan and me, but like he didn't tell me it was really to get on my ass. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh, he was very uh, forthcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the other guys? Like, uh, What's the other guy's name that I, didn't, uh, I haven't had on yet? Uh, uh, well, the, uh, Todd Hollebeck, who yeah. founded the group, and then uh, well, you yeah, Kent. I tried to contact Hollebeck. Really? Yeah. It was he's, like an art, he's, he's doing a lot of art now. Like He's yeah. an art curator. But if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the group. Is that true? Yeah. No, he started, he kind of broke off from uh, the Sterliak and ended up doing uh, the, what was called then the new group. Right. Yeah. I called Todd Hollebeck in order to, I wanted him to do a bit 
where he played the bitter member of the state because I was going to put it at the end of the David Wayne episode. Wait, so he was Troy? You're not going to tell... What? Troy, at the end of David Wayne. Right, Troy. He was going to be Troy. Right. Got it. But I wanted him to do it as himself or, or play okay. Troy because I, I said that David Wayne was on and he said some stuff. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and Holbeck wrote back, he's like, uh, what did David Wayne say? You know, like it, it became sort of heated and weird. And oh, he really? Just, yeah, he cut me out of the loop. Well, there might be like some residual stuff. I don't know. Come on, give us some dirt. Because uh, yeah, on, one I mean, time, one time, I know. No, I thought about this because I, I knew this make him. Uh, one time, David Wayne punched Ken Marino in the back. Really hard. Yeah, punched him in the back. Yeah. Pun- well, here's <laughs> that's like not even a real fight thing. That's like, <laughs> eh. well, this is what I'm saying. Like every, you know, you know David Wayne. Like if I do know David and, Wayne, and, and you you can imagine like if you were to wake someone who was in a coma for like ten months and ask him to throw a ball. Yeah, they would probably do it better than like David Wayne would throw a punch. <laughs> and so it was like I, when I say punching. To Ken, it was really about, it wasn't even a creative disagreement. It was, I think Ken called shotgun and David wanted it. It was like we weren't even (laughs) shooting anything. We were like going to like, you know, to Ken's parents' place in Pennsylvania to go camping or something. And and David wanted (laughs) shotgun. Yeah. um, And Ken took it. Where'd you grow up? I grew up down in Florida, uh, Margate, Florida, near so- uh, in South Florida, kind of near Pompano Beach. Do you still have family there? Uh, My parents are now in Delray Beach. Florida is so uh, fucking that's, weird. That's where they. That's where they collect all, How, the, all the parents. Yeah, but there's there's a weirder collection of people down there. I mean, Florida is a fucking freak show. Am freak I right? Show. Yeah, my mother that, lives down there. She's not part of it. Live down killers. there. You know, I, I used and, to say that it's like as far away that people can run without entering the water. Like right. I, right? Like I've always thought of Florida as a place where people are at the end of their lives or at the end of their rope. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're just a. It's like it used to get sort of stereotyped as like old people, but now there's right. this weird mix of old people and then every type of Latino culture and hillbillies and then it's just kind of yeah, oh, just and lots freaks. of lots of street uh, strip malls and it's so it's densely a, populated. Yeah. I've grown to really like it. It's it's bar. It's I can like, visit it now. I can go down there and visit my parents and enjoy it. Um, but I was glad to get get out when I did. I, well, you, it's lucky you got out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I survived in South Florida. And you went to you went to New York. I went to New York and uh, and went to NYU, and that's where I met all those guys. And you show up in all the movies. You're in all the funny and movies. And I pop up in movies. Yeah, now. you pop Maybe up not. wearing beards. Some beards. Well, I you know my girlfriend teases me about it all the time. Like my my school of like acting involves just you know changing the facial hair a little bit. <laughs> you know whether it's like you know a big handlebar for Reno or whether it's like a beard for Roll. I just change up the facial hair. And do you, are you guys all still like friends? Do you still talk to Tom and Ben? And yes. There's no, yes. I keep searching for bitterness in I, one I know, of you. There, well, no, there's no bitterness now, but I, you know, we're, I'm still competitive. There's always a part of me that's always competitive. I'll, I'll speak for myself. Like, okay. Of like everyone, you know, is doing very well. Yeah. But, I, you know, I always, you know, you're always like comparing yourself. I'm always comparing myself still to yeah. this day. To uh, to who? To everyone. Yeah. To not not just people in the state. You know. That's yeah. the that's the you know that's the drawback. Sometimes. So so you, yeah. it's not unusual for you to perhaps do an improv like this at home upon hearing about another members of the state success, where you right. maybe put on a mustache and say "fuck him." Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. This guy <laughs> asshole wore a beard. I'm gonna I'm gonna make mine a gray beard. <laughs> I have I have a good story about that. It, my worst nightmare uh, uh, at an audition happened. Uh, I was auditioning for this movie uh, Beer League, and um, at the time I had really gotten any other um, movies, maybe one outside the state or working with friends. Right. So I'm slating my name and I say, uh, you know, um, the camera's running and uh, I'm Joe Luchilio and, uh, 
and she says, uh, so um, you were in the state. I'm like, yeah, I was in the state. She's like, so how does it feel? Like all your other uh, state members are doing so well, like either Reno, literally. Yeah. And this is at the, at the peak of my, like, what the hell am I doing? Like everyone seems to be doing something. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to get a job with you, you know? <laughs> And, and, sh- and she's like, uh, okay, well, let's get right into it. Let's get right into the scene. I'm furious. I'm like, I can't fucking believe this. I'm not showing any emotion. But like, and I gotta be funny. I just like wanna rip her throat out. And, um, and I got through it, and she had told me, you know, don't improv anything. Don't ad-lib. You know, the, the, uh, the writers are very strict. Uh, you know, they want their, their well, words you know, to be yeah, spoken. Yeah, beer league is important stuff. Yeah, well, and Frank Sebastiano is great, and Artie Lang, they don't give a shit, yeah. right? So, uh, so I, I don't give a shit. So I just start improving, and she's not happy. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's that. I'll see you later. And then, you know, I ended up getting the role. So it was, good. <laughs> it was a good story. So you used yeah. So I got, the I felt like, Yeah, I used the bitterness. That, I was, used, your De Niro I used mem- that was your De Niro moment. Yeah, that was it. That's as close as I got. Use it. Use the emotion. Do you uh, now? Do you go out on auditions a lot? I mean, uh, yes, I still do. Yeah. I still do. I, I uh, it, don't you fucking hate it? I hate it. I ha- I, I had another. You show I, up at an audition. There's nine other guys who look exactly like you. It's the worst. I had a terrible pilot uh, audition. Uh, I, luckily, I, I'm working. I'm doing a show. I'm very excited about that. But the what big, show? It, it's called Free Agents. Yeah. It's on NBC. And it's with Hank Azaria. I'm very excited about that. What's that about? It's about a corporate PR uh, firm. Yeah. Uh, it's like a workplace comedy. And you you have a regular part? I have a regular part. I play like an oddball security guard. Surprise, surprise. And uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled thrilled with it and I, I play like a guy that hangs out and uh, and and um, facial collects hair? collects facial yes <laughs> yes yes I've got well it's it's the mustache it's just it's like a half mustache it goes right over the upper lip there yeah it's not the full one yeah um, but I'll say that they requested that that wasn't my idea okay so um, but I had one of those experiences where you get uh, an audition and they say listen play it very real you know, uh, don't go big, don't go broad. I'm like, okay, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. And then uh, I go there, and uh, I'm sitting outside the waiting room, and they're just screaming. The actors inside are screaming at the top of their lungs, the jokes. And I'm like, well, this is great. Um, I, I think I have a shot at this. I go in, I, I take the notes, and thank you very much for coming. That's great. One scene. You, you know, you, you work on like three scenes, and like, yeah. they do one. And I ended up going home, punching the roof of my car. We're like, fuck TV, and fuck this shit, and like, this bullshit. And, uh, and I'm like, not auditioning again for pilots. Fuck this. I'll just, I'll just be that guy in movies. I'm happy with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I really am. And, and so, like, I, I truly, and I'm like, yo, fuck that. And so, uh, you know, luckily, uh, like three, two months later, having someone say, listen, we just go in for this part. And it was... For free agents, and I did it, and I got it, and so I, I you know, there, there's, well, there's that's the, a success story. It was a success story, I, I but a, I felt like I had to really go at it and get angry and pissed off and say, "Fuck it, I'm not going out," until I was able to come to that place. Well, I'm to, glad you got there because I did a, an audition once years ago where I got my first network callback, and this was back maybe 15, 20 years ago already, mm-hmm. and it was for some behind the scenes Larry Sanders thing at a at a music video network, right. and I was to play the director guy or something. And this guy had a little bit of an anger problem. So I'm going in for the room, into the room where the executives are. This is just a bunch of fucking executives in an office. And they're all sitting there at a table. And the woman who's casting says, just, you know, be angry. And I'm right. like, I can fucking do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's your, yeah, that's yeah, your thing. It's my wheelhouse. Yeah. And she's... Yeah. But she said that to me too. She said, no, really let it go. And like, and I had no way, I wasn't an actor, 
but I knew how to let go of my anger, right? So, like, I barely got the script, and I swear to God, my entire childhood came out of me like a fuck. It was like a hurricane. I stood in front of these, like, I don't even know what the scene was, but I do remember that I was standing and going, you fucking don't understand! God damn! Like, the anger was so far fucking over the top that literally one of them looked frightened. Like, looked frightened. You did your job. Right, I, I finished the thing, and I thought, like, huh? Right? And I'd never seen a more baffled bunch of fucking suits in my life. They were literally like, what just fucking happened? Why did you let him in here? Yeah. And I yeah. left thinking, like, I really fucking nailed it. Well, you gave them what they asked for. Yeah, but I, it took me, taking me a long time to realize that, you know, you have to temper that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. real somebody, anger and then TV anger. Right, when yeah. somebody says, you know, just be angry, they don't want you to look like you're being taken away on cops. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's not right. the type of intensity where you yeah. should have handcuffs on. Right. What a fucking... Don't em- get an aneurysm. What you an know, embarrassment. Just, yeah. What a... Fuck them. Fuck them. I just, I can't, like, I never go out on auditions. I, I can't hang my hopes on that shit anymore. More. It just yeah, doesn't but now, happen. but now, but you did it your own way now, which is you must feel pretty good about that. Like now, you've got your show. Yeah. Well, you know, you're doing a pilot. I mean, this show, of course, but yeah, well, you, you know, we'll see what happens. But I mean, it's it's just like I don't know. But, like I, well, all of a sudden, like I, I feel like I need to express this now. I feel I feel like yeah. you know I don't know how I'm going to remove like what I've really got to work hard on is that like okay, so this show is good. I love doing this show, right? And I might get some opportunities because of this show. But like because I've done it my way, all of a sudden I'm feeling that. That fucking resentment towards the people like you know like now I'm supposed to pretend like I like everybody you know like these people that have like marginalized me for my entire fucking career I'm supposed to be like huh worked out not not, not like huh fuck you you, you know what I mean like right. there's such a fine right. line why am I bringing this up right now no, because I asked because I asked yeah just and, go and, and, with and, it Mark yeah. okay <laughs> right Bob let it out yeah there's that moment where you're dealing with people that you've been you're sort of in the community with all this time who you right. deeply, like, uh, ha- I, I can't let go of fucking resentments, Bob. I mean, what, you know, how do you fucking let go Well, your of- biggest responsibility is to yourself, Mark. Yeah, but then I'll end up alone without a job. Do you understand? Like, I don't, you know, well, I'm we doing can, a- we can hang out. <laughs> okay. Are you a backgammon no, no, player? No, I, yeah, I used, I used to play with my dad. Okay. I'm white. Okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay, Joe. It's I, gonna I, be all right. No, I, I feel pretty. I like because about, honestly, you know, yeah. you have the this show is. Amazing. No, I, no, I feel great about this show, and I don't want to make it about me. But there's part of me that's sort of like there. There are those moments where where you realize, hey, you know what? I'm 47 years old. I don't right. know what the fuck is going to happen. I just uh, and and uh, and I I just want to leave and sit down somewhere. You know what? You know what? I think if you were to freeze this water, it'd be a gorgeous crystal right now. <laughs> Being in, into what you just did just now. Oh, gorgeous God. crystal. How long have I fucking known you? Uh, really? about, 20, about 20 years. We actually... I don't know if I should bring this up. Of course you should. Yeah. We, we, uh, we had another interlude after uh, you know, Luna about five years ago. At that my, bar by my house? Do you, was remember, that you? you do remember that? I don't remember what happened. Well, we, we, my, my girlfriend was friends with someone who was very good friends with your ex. Right. And we all went, I think it was in Eagle Rock? Or God or? damn it, Joe! <laughs> I blew it! Go ahead, okay. go ahead. 
And no, and we were, and this was at a time where we hadn't. This was like, oh, that's right. We we, really, it was right on Colorado. Yeah. And, and there, we couldn't hide the fact that neither one of us were doing anything. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I was also nervous because of the, the history. And I'm like, oh no, is, is you know we're going to talk about? And this, we had a great conversation right. because you were like, this is this is why I had the issue with the group. And then I understood, and I felt like we had made right. like a headway. Yeah, we made headway. Yeah. And, but I remember the reason we bonded was we had no fucking idea what was going to happen with us. Uh, yes. And then we just sat there. Yeah. We, we never said that, but it was understood true. that we're both desperate and we're right. pretending desperately not to be desperate. <laughs> yes. Or we're pretending like things are going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we remember we, those days yeah. back in the day, but now, but now we got this. We got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're out they, here. It was total like they were talking. We just kind of like signed yeah, off. Locked like, in. Locked in like, we're going to be, we're going to be okay. Yeah. We can, we literally, we're going to be all right. Yeah, it, I remember we that. We past all the yeah. other bullshit. We're like, we're going to, you know yeah. what? It's fine. We're we weren't even right. drinking. I just saw yeah. that look in your eye. There's a look you, you start yeah. to notice in Hollywood. It, it's like some people can act confident despite the fact that nothing is going on for them. Yeah. But then there are other people that have all of that going on except for that little tinge of like, help me. Yeah. And, and Just say something. And you can you say can, something positive. Yeah, you can feel it. That they're, they're, that they haven't completely killed their neediness yeah. yet. Yeah. And and you had that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that I, was oh, I, yeah. It was not a good, it was not a good moment. But we I, fucking were there for each other, yeah, right? We yeah, we were. Oh, Thanks. We good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Mark. All right. This next guy, he, I've always been sort of intimidated by him, and and I, you know, I, I know he's funny, but he's like a, a dude, kind of big. He's like big, and he, you know, he, he's uh, he's the third member of Human Giant that I, I finally got that under control. There's only fucking three. Uh, Rob Hubel, ladies and gentlemen. Are we gonna stand up? Let's no, stand. we can do whatever you want. I'm ready to, to fucking riff. Let's stand up. I, but you, um, were you it, like what, a jock guy? Seriously? No. Did you really say that you were intimidated by me? Like that's retard. Joe and I were talking yeah. on the way out here. I was like, man, we were nervous. I've never done this show before. Yeah. He's gonna fucking rip me apart. What? Are you? He's, he's gonna, gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna he's take gonna, me out. He's gonna start asking me about like my childhood and like my parents' divorce. <laughs> I'm gonna shit my pants. Wait. So what happened when your your parents had divorced? <laughs> I almost I almost took the bait on that. Are your parents um, divorced? I'm not going to talk. All right, about all that. right, all right. No one's got you twice. No, this is different. This is a live um, WTF. This is but what's good get too down. is that uh, I don't have a history with you, so we don't have beef. No, we right? don't. And to the point where I'm yeah. like, I, what, like when I was, I wanted to have you on. I'm like, well, I don't resent him really. I don't fucking know him yeah. really. I almost. I it would probably be more interesting for the audience if you did resent me and if we had somehow gotten into some sort of feud somewhere. But well, we, I'm running out of people that I resent. You know, <laughs> like I don't. I have no resentment against Aparna. A Joe is a, a very pleasant Bob guy. Duca, I, res- I resent the fact... I meant to tell you, your car just got towed, Bob Duker. Oh, no. <laughs> Was it the one with all of the, with all the dis- disability plates? <laughs> all you know, I'm plates. legally allowed to park inside any building, I wish. Inside the building? I have that many plates, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't mind if you resent me. I'm just happy for the attention. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Rob. But we don't. But you, yeah. but you and I don't really. I, I've known you for a, a long time, but I, I I was not on your radar for years and years. But like I was telling you before that um I, I think I moved to New York in like '95 or '96. Yeah. Um, like I I was one of those people that just wanted 
desperately to like get into comedy, but like was terrified to do and didn't know how to do it and whatever. You were like, gonna do stand up? I wanted to just do something, but like yeah. I didn't know I was so scared to do stand up and so right. I would go religiously to um to to um, rebar, which is where um, um, pre Luna Lounge, yeah, where everyone Luna sat on the Lounge. floor in that yeah. ridiculous place. Yeah, and yeah. it was always like you and like Louis C.K. and Todd Berry yeah. and Sarah, and yeah. I, I would just like sit there and just be like, "Fuck, how are they doing that?" <laughs> it was really cool, but like that was really inspiring to me. Like, and I just wanted to to somehow be a part of that world, and yeah. then and then just sort of like by sheer happenstance, a few years later, like. Um, I guess UCB sort of started up in New York, and so I was able to kind of get in that sort of early on, and um, but that sort of like changed my whole life. But um, but yeah, but I, I didn't know you for a long time. I, you were always just like the guy that would just fucking obliterate people in the audience. Like someone would be like, "Fuck you, man!" And he would be like, "What did you fucking say?" <laughs> You piece of shit, stand up. Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on. Everybody else leave. What did you fucking say to me? And just like destroy them. Uh, right. And then say, all right, everyone come back in. We're yeah. done. Yeah. He's crying. That happened just that happened in Canada. I you know, I do I can do crowd work if I have to. Yeah. And some guy showed his ass in Canada. Some no guy way. I got into a heckle thing with a guy. We were going at it. He showed I, his ass. I, it was like the last recourse of a sad heckler. Like I completely obliterated this guy and it was funny and I you know, I just he wasn't angry. He was sort of a sad drunk. You know, there are these drunks that they start angry but within the same sentence become pathetic, like, No, fuck you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You asshole. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. So he was sort of one of those guys. Yeah. We went at it for like 10 minutes. I thought it was done. Then I hear the whole audience go, what? And I'm like, what's going on? I put my hand up over a light and there's like a, a couch and there's a second level of seats and there's just an ass hanging over it. Just hanging over it right there. What do you do with that? And, uh, and it, the, but the amazing thing is, is that they did not remove him from the club. What? Like, I mean, at some point you would think, like, maybe. What do you have to do to get kicked out in, of a club in, in, in Canada? In Canada, I yeah. think nothing. There's nothing you will He, he would have had out. to have actually shit from his butt. And then, uh, okay, now that is it. Yeah. That, now you're out. It, now you're. Clean that up first. Yeah. Then stop the show. Well, so you decided against stand-up because... Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, just... I mean, I sort of do, like, my version of stand-up now, but it's not like... Um, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, um, traditional. I do more, like, bits and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, I, I pretty short much... Short film just pieces? Do, just short films, videos, uh, viral videos. No, but... Um, but, you know, I, I think I do, like, my version of stuff. But, um, but stand-up to me, just to, I just wanted to do something that, um, that seemed different. I don't know. It just, there was a rhythm to stand-up um, that I couldn't get into. And I think at the time, too, there were so many people that were doing stand-up. Yeah. And it was all on TV. Remember how Comedy Central used to just show, like, so much stand-up? Like, yeah. Do you remember? And it was just, it just kind of like... I was part of it. Yeah. And, yeah I was one of those people. Yeah. And um, it just, I didn't feel like I could do anything new or different in that and then plus like like improvising frankly was just less scary you know because i because i remember when i got into that i was like well as long as i'm not the shittiest person doing this i'll keep doing it you know and so then gradually like i was just like all right yeah that blind guy is worse than me you know 
And so I would just kind of keep doing it and, and gradually got better. But then, you know, you get confidence on stage and then, so little by little I started doing just characters and bits and, and stuff See, like I don't, that. Like, I'm petrified of doing characters. I mean, like, I look at you guys and, uh, and I don't, um, like, I, it's taken me so long to figure out who I am that, like, I, if I can just hang on to that, I'm good. But the idea yeah. of doing a character, it just freaks me the fuck out. You don't want to travel around with, like, a small suitcase of wigs and mustaches and stuff like that? I, I would fucking, I would pay so much money to see you in a wig and, like, a fake beard. <laughs> Like really? A, like a robe. God, that'd be interesting. But then specific. Doing like a funny... Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of specific. A robe. <laughs> what else? What else? Some incense Talk, burning? Talking like you a You got lady. some champagne open? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Do you guys remember Mork and Mindy? <laughs> sure, Bob. Yes, Bob. Mark kind of yeah, reminds dude, me of that, that guy in a robe that Mork befriended. Which guy? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? No, they're all under 50. No one here... What? Who, who was How about your show of shows? Does anybody remember that? No one knows that. When things were rotten? No, Duca. No? <laughs> yeah, well, I... Like, what... Now, teach me, like, can you guys... All right. Basic improv. I hate... I don't want to talk about improv. I, I mean, I don't want to squash your question but I think it's lame it's embarrassing when I hear myself talk about improv like my dick just goes not that my dick was hard before (laughs) I made myself super hard constantly hard I want to keep my boner so I just don't want to but, you know, like talking about stand-up. Like no, I know what you stand-up. mean. I know, and I know that I can improv. But, but I, um, yeah. I guess like now that I mean, I've over... You're improvising right now. You're just, all it is is just keeping the conversation going. Keeping yeah, I mean, the ball it, yeah, it, it comes and goes. But I, I, um, I, you know, I, I, I did sing on this show, and I, I think that I need to do some long-form improv now. Not right now, but I think right that now? would... No, I think there's an obstacle that I have in my life that I'd like to do some long-form improv. Banana. Your suggestion is That's your banana. suggestion. What, just what, what? Do it. Banana. Just, just do a scene about a banana. I mean, he called it. He suggested it. You okay. should just do it. I'm, I'm not ready to do but, this. But, but you is would... this the scene? No. I... Are you doing it? You're not doing it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. A frying think... pan. <laughs> So what, but what are you supposed to just be like, oh, he wants some eggs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, gotta, I saw it. Huh? I saw that. <laughs> you saw it, right? But that's, yeah. also, that's not your thing, though. I mean, you have your thing. You know, your thing is... is My thing is just being me, but I think I should get out of me a little is, bit. Your thing is rage and, f- like, shooting, like, bile at people in the audience that are like it's like a guar concert it's just like yeah bathe me in hatred wait a minute now i think you're holding me to an old model of me well that's what i've actually heard i mean because i was talking to um somebody about this and i was like yeah man he's gonna you know he he, it's gonna be that's a tough podcast dude and everyone was like no no that's like that's the old mark like now he you know he wears jeans now and like nice shirts and no because i think that an older me like if i ran into you i'd be like uh so you're a fucking rob yeah yeah. you know i do that thing and i'm like uh and then i'd condescend and be like so this human giant thing is that for kids or you motherfucker you fucking (laughs) this is not the old you this is you 
Um, no, I mean, kids are important. I mean, that's but, I, the, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's on. Fucking <laughs> so much resentment. Speaking of kids, did, uh, rap, did you ever feel like your parents' divorce was your fault? <laughs> it's not an uncommon feeling. He, he's, I mean, it's even possible. I mean, the I reason, if we're really going to talk about it. What, I, what he, I would like to see here is that, you know, you've been married several times. You've been a stepfather. Times. So why don't we play that, that, that thing where you just, you know, why don't you talk to your father, you know, through, yes, through yes. Bob. I don't, yes, I don't yes, feel yes. I want to do good. this. I do want to do this. Yes. Yes. This is... Hello, this, son. I'll How was your day? This. Do you want It's a safe place, Rob. I mean... It's so far off from my real dad. It's, but that's why that's why you know, right, he's, right, he's willing right, to take. Right. Um, How was footballing practice? <laughs> it was fine. Foot, footballing <laughs> went well. Um, I just wanted to say. Let's see that muscle, huh? Hitting the that, weights again. That is a sport? lot like my real dad. My dad. <laughs> it is. It's like, let's put on some sunscreen. Let's just fucking lube up your muscles. <laughs> no. Thank God my dad doesn't have the internet. Um, all right, we'll continue. Um, well, I just wanted to say, Dad, that um, I'm sorry. That. I Can we stop? <laughs> I'm. This is. I was doing it. I'm putting myself out there. I don't know if I'm ready to get this raw. Intense truthfulness. Intensely truthful. I know. I felt that. Bob, why'd you pull away from that? Fuck. Nobody's ever apologized to me before. (laughs) I'm so used to the blame falling on myself. I don't know any other way. All right, well, I think something happened. Son, I think something good happened. Yeah, Wait, son. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> Would you like to teach me to drive this weekend? <laughs> I mean, I was, I hadn't... Let's start a band. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll start a fucking band. We'll be like the White Stripes, but a father and son. <laughs> the worst idea. The worst weekend ever. You're a stepfather to how many girls? Two girls, one 40-year-old man. The, the math on that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> My third wife was much older than me. How, how much older? Well, let's see. Let's do the math. I married her when I was 30. She was 71 years old. <laughs> So depressing. So so I think this this worked a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean that was real. I thought that was real. (laughs) I yeah, I was going there, and I felt I really opened myself up. And I apologize. That's all right. (laughs) No, No, it's all right. It's fine. I thought that was a great great uh, breakthrough. This is not your garage, right? Correct. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like if we were in the garage, yeah, I'd be sitting there, and you'd be telling me how. well, I don't know anything about you. You weren't a sports guy. You look like you should be a sports guy. I'm not guy. really a sports guy. I'm not judging you. But I mean, <laughs> like, what kind of... What? No, I'm just... I mean, you're a big dude. Usually no, you Auker, guys are... Aukerman said that to me. Aukerman goes, uh, you seem like the kind of guy in high school you're just fucking, like, beating people up and, like... Yeah. 
I would for what it's worth, I thought that too. I would I love. I wish everyone so, felt that way. I, about I, you. I, I, truly, no, I, was I thought really, you were a jack. I'm just. T- I'm tall. I got tall like a year ago. I'm f- like sprouted. I'm like 41, and I, I got like at 40. I got a growth, <laughs> got a growth spurt. spurt. That yeah. never happens. It's it happened. It happened to me. But, so what, who were you in high school? Were, were you a guy um, that? What clique I, were you in? I think I just wanted to be funny and like to be liked by people. Like I think that. Uh, I, so you were a floater. Yeah, I think yeah. I spent a lot of time trying to like appeal to these people and then appeal to these people. Right. And like, but I was also scared of like. Uh, I was really scared of drugs and stuff in high school. I was like, oh god. Because my, I think my parents like really put that on me. Sure. Like, uh, just please. It was very much like in that Nancy Reagan sort of like just say no and and uh, and were they my, conservatives? Um, no, my parents are actually really cool. But but I grew up in D.C. and I think that's just part of what happened. <laughs> Did someone fart? What happened? Something sounded weird. Um, is someone getting finger blasted? <laughs> but um. <laughs> But um, no. That, my, by the way, that was that term was not around when I was in high school. Finger blasted. No, never. that's a that's a violent term. <laughs> On a beautiful act, it's, it is beautiful, but that word is makes it sound dangerous. I don't even I don't even think finger banged was around when I was in high school. I yeah. think back when I, back in the day, am I right, Bob? It was just fingering. Mm-hmm. We used to call it pussy mittens. <laughs> Pussy mittens, making pussy mittens. Pussy mittens. Mm-hmm. So you're you're what knuckle are you? fucking. Knuckle, knuckle fucking. fucking. That makes sense. That's a medical term. Knuckle fucking. Mm-hmm. Knuckle fucking. I, I thought he said pussy maintenance. I swear to God. Sometimes it does turn into that. <laughs> I mean, if you find a problem, it's best to deal with it right then and there. Immediately. Immediately. Don't save it for another day. <laughs> Just dress it head on. Well, we got a problem here. Mm-hmm. I can feel it's dark in this car, but I can feel something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn on the dome light. You know? you I don't let this get away hand. from you. Sorry, this is probably not how your show. No, we, this pr- is probably perfect. not graphic. No, no, it's great. Stinky graphic. pinky. Did you ever call it that? Huh? Stinky pinky. No, that seems. That's no. crude, Bob. No That's... ride home. You <laughs> <laughs> fucked it up, Bob. You're Bob, so close. You're walking now, Bob. No car, no ride oh, home. I'm, I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs to carry you? Because of his toes. Well, I do have, I have one of those canes that has a stool built into it, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I can find a roller skate to put that on. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? Are you working on anything exciting? I, gotta, I forget that um, I have to stop the show at some point. No. Uh, well, I, you know, without without even without even going into it. Uh, yeah. Tell, well, yeah. What about that? I don't even want to really. You audition I, for something? No. I had a. Uh, this is like a fucking dumb Hollywood problem, which isn't even funny. So I'll I'll go through it. Super. It's an fast. awesome setup. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. People were like, oh, this is going to be Well, cool. you know how, um, like, sometimes this town, it, like, in the brochures for Hollywood, yeah. it seems so great. Yeah. There's, like, palm trees and, yeah. like, uh, you know, fucking girls in bikinis uh-huh. and all that, you know, stretch limos. Like, that's why I moved here, because wow. the, the brochures are just nice. And uh, <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's just a dumb thing. I did this pilot and uh, um, uh, for Fox, and I just got this call yesterday, and... Uh, 
And um, well, we did this pilot, and um, it had this. It was really cool. It was like super fun. It was for um, for you know Fox and everything. And then they showed it to me, and it was like I loved it. And like I got to, I, I like I had the funny part on the show. Yeah. And I was just like, fucking yeah, gonna buy a hot tub, fill yeah. it with pudding, or well, I don't know, whatever yeah. you do when you finally have money. And um, so then um, I got this call like yesterday, and they're like, hey man. So you've been written out of this pilot. <laughs> so we shot it, and then they, they didn't pick it up, and they were like, we're going to reshoot the pilot. Oh, oh. And I was like the first person cast on the show, and it was like, it was really like the good part. Like yeah. everything else was like, that was, everything else was funny, and, but yeah. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, yeah, like, yeah this yeah. is the part. You're fucking I was like, I'm kill it. fucking doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so like, I, you know, I did it, and then they were like, yeah, we love it. And then um, they just figured out that when they were, they're going to redo the pilot, and they're like, yeah, we don't really need that character. Like, we don't need that guy. So I just got this call, like, like, like yesterday, really. And I've just Fuck. been driving around. Like, again, no one, fuck it. People are like, I have fucking scabies, which yeah, a lot yeah. of your audience does. I know. But I'm... Um, but but um but you know how it is like you just get excited about it. it's it's well, the yeah, thing also you... of like when you allow and this is like I, I know you feel this way about stuff too but uh, just from knowing how you are but like I feel like when I allow myself to fucking get psyched about yeah. something when you like, that's why I don't ever do it like normally if something cool is happening I'm just like what is, what's the fucking trick you know who is about to f- pull the rug out and then fucking shave my head off or you know right. whatever but like um, yeah so it's just like one of those things like you just can't get excited about anything no I know that's a, I think Jake Johansson said it once that you move to Hollywood and then something dies inside of you and, yeah. and then that's how you proceed <laughs> yeah <laughs> right I, I'm paraphrasing there right. so I think what we're what we're hearing Bob is yeah, that something Bob. has died in, inside yeah. of Rob I just what, uh, I what, can't I don't know if I can take much more what, of his uh, no it's just I'm wondering uh, what it's his doing? tone of voice that drives me crazy. I get that. It's like anything he says just is fucking. That's fair. Wait. <laughs> I didn't ask you. I didn't even ask you if it was fair. Don't 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 criticize yourself for the, for for not liking the way that uh, I sound. All right. What were you gonna say? I, uh, well, what uh, what are you gonna do with the pudding? <laughs> Rob Hubel, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Latruglio. Aparna Nancherla, Bob Duca, thank you so much. We're gonna we're gonna clear the stage, and then we'll end with the regular way. Thank you very much, you guys. Hang out for a minute. I know this show has gone on for a while, but I, I guarantee you, what's about to happen in the next ten minutes will far. I you know it's gonna be worth it. So let's start, uh, of course, with uh, with this month's. Um, Remembrances with uh, Jim Earl with the obituaries. Jim, how are you? Nice to see you. Jim Earl, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to see you, Jim. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, that's okay, Mark. No problem. Okay. So, uh, you still feeding the skunks? I, I, I can't stop feeding the skunks because it's so fun to know that if I put the cat food out there that they'll all come out. And I'm, I'm not going to... Can I tell you a little story? Do we have a minute for a skunk story? Sure, Jim. Last, last summer, it was so hot. Yeah. I, it was like 3 a.m. In, in the morning, yeah. and I just had to get out of bed, you know, and uh, smoke a joint and uh, go out on the back hill. Yeah. 
And look at the beautiful uh, moon. It was uh-huh. the full moon. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and oh, this is wonderful. And I hear some rustling and yeah. the leaves next to me, and and I look down, and there's this huge skunk. Yeah. Just sitting there, looking up at the moon with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I, what a you know what a moment, what a kindred spirit this was all on. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. And then I took a shovel and caved his head. <laughs> I was high, and I panicked. It's all right, buddy. You're forgiven. You know, it happens. Oh, Should we kick on the music? Or? Yeah, here this we is, go. Uh, this, this month's Remembrance with Jim Murray. Murray Handworker, owner of Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. Murray Handworker, who transformed his dad's local hot dog business into something even worse. <laughs> A national hot dog business <laughs> is now completely out of business. <laughs> the 89-year-old 80, reportedly died of heart failure after a difficult night spent deboning his meat. That's how you make hot dogs. Yeah, I know, yeah. It was way back in 1916 that Murray's father, Nathan, started the little Coney Island hot dog stand with nothing more than a pocket full of gumption and an acceptable level of rat hair and insect parts. (laughs) The stand soon became an American legend. Mm. And like Coney Island's amusement parks, its name virtually became virtually synonymous with hot dogs and the sound of people screaming in stomach pain. (laughs) Nathan's famous hot dogs became so popular that Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt served them to the king and queen of England. Mm on their 1939 visit to America. You know, Mark, the story goes that when lunchtime came around, the queen decided she wanted to play a round of 20 questions in order to guess what her entree was going to be, uh-huh. which, of course, was a delicious Nathan's hot dog. Mm. And, uh, well, Mark, yeah. could, could I ask you to uh, help me recreate the transcript of, okay. of this historical sure. game? What do I do? Uh, this is it. Who am I, the king? Or the... You play the king. Okay. Uh, and it starts right here? Yes. Okay. Right Off you go then, Elizabeth. You have 20 questions. Very well. Uh, Is it hot and delicious? Yes, Lizzie. It's hot, delicious, and juicy. Oh, good. Is it bigger than a bread box? No, Lizzie. Oh, so it's not a horse's dick? That's the end of that. Yeah, thanks. That was very nice of you. <clears throat> In a recent interview, Nathan's son said that throughout his life, the hot dog magnet always ate his frankfurters the same way, au naturel, mm. which probably explains why he was arrested so many times at Yankee Stadium. Because <laughs> he was just out. It was, yeah, he just had his yeah. dick out eating the, <laughs> eating the big hot dogs. Yeah, sure. Hot dog equals penis. Yeah, yeah, in the joke. That's pretty much what this is all about yeah, right here. So be prepared for a couple more of them zingers <laughs> right down to the very fucking end. Let's do saying. it! Handworker requested his remains be run through a grinder, mixed with binders and fillers in a vat, forced through tubes into the small intestine of a sheep, and then stuck inside Anthony Weiner's trousers. <laughs> 
It's got a little political at the end. I did. Yeah, that's good. It's I'm good known for my political humor. Yeah, it's great. Second one here. Frank Neuhauser, winner of the first National Spelling Bee. Frank Neuhauser, winner of the very first National Spelling Bee in 1925, is dead. D. <laughs> e. A. D. Dead. <laughs> A family spokesperson said Neuhauser died of myelodosplastic syndrome. A blood disease so hard to spell, many doctors refused to cure it. <laughs> In 1925, the 11 year old Neuhauser won first prize by correctly spelling the word gladiolus. He then promptly returned home to endless schoolyard beatings because he correctly spelled the word gladiolus. <laughs> first prize included a trip to the White House to meet President Calvin Coolidge, where he quickly learned the word. Boring. <laughs> Coolidge. Yeah. You guys remember Coolidge? <laughs> How old are you people? You youngsters don't even know who Coolidge was. God. Oh, what's the I, world coming to? I don't know. Anyway, Mark, since then it's been a tradition for contest winners to visit the president in office, including George W. Bush, who still insists LMNOP is one letter. <laughs> Neuhauser also won $500 in gold and a bicycle, mm. which in today's values would be equal to around $500 in gold <laughs> and a bicycle. <laughs> Neuhauser requested his body be used in a sentence and buried within two minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> and that's the uh, end of the obits. Yeah? You Mark, feel that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, can I say something? Oh. Is it going to hurt me? Oh, okay. I, no, go ahead. No, no, say no, it. No, 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 no say it. I'll just, uh, I'll just tell somebody else. That no, I'm, say I'm, it. Come, Jim, uh, no, don't do it. I'm doesn't not matter. Gonna, I don't want to play this game. No, it's, say not a, it. it's not a game. I'll just tell somebody else that I, I, you know, I, I don't have long to live. Bye. <laughs> Jim Earl, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's do it. This last guy, somebody wrote a fucking email. Eddie, I got an email about you, so I'm going to set you up like that. It just says, Eddie on my mind. Hey, Mark, so I was just watching a video of one of your live shows that ended with Eddie Pepitone. I hadn't seen him since he was in that movie with the guy from that show, Las Vegas. What's his name? Josh something? Anyway... What the fuck is he talking about? In that movie, he had hair. In the video I watched, he had no hair. This struck a chord in my mind because when I listened to the same rant Eddie did on the podcast, audio only, I pictured him as I last saw him in that crappy romantic comedy he was a supporting character in. Uh, do you know what he's talking about? No. All right. <laughs> Then I realized that before the movie, I hadn't even known that Eddie Pepitone looked like, having only heard his voice on The Lion King as a child. Ah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So I've now decided that I will envision Eddie as the meerkat he played because it's fun for me. Just thought I'd share. Love the show, Philip. Eddie Pepitone, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. You weren't in the, in the Lion King, though, were you? Was I in the Lion yeah. King? No, I wasn't in the fucking Lion King. 
I wish I was in the Lion King. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wish I was in the Lion King because then maybe my anger would be tempered a little bit. You know, it'd be like it'd be like I'd be railing about shit. I'd yeah. be railing about the cesspool we live in. Yeah. And then and then people would be like, "Hey, but you were in the Lion King." And kids, kids would like you, and kids would like me. Yeah. I'd be like. Kids, America is a fucking nightmare. It's a nightmare because kids are always gathered yeah. around, you know. It's it's a nightmare. It's just a bloodbath of narcissism. There's fucking no more goddamn jobs, no health care. By the way, did you hear and now here we go. Did yeah. you hear No, did you guys hear the story about a guy who robbed a bank so he could get health care. Mm. Did you guys... You did not hear I this. I heard that. Sad. <laughs> you slough this shit off now. By the way, <laughs> I think... No, you really do. You really do. You know, things are going very well for you. And I could just see you, you know, picking up a paper going, very sad about that fella. <laughs> hey, let me get a cilantro-infused salmon. Mark Marin. <laughs> The Marin tab. Like, that's my... Yeah, that's good. That's exactly... That's my... That was lunch today. Cilantro-infused salmon. The fuck By the is. way, what? I love the fact that Mark brought up Chopped because I love Chopped as well. Yeah. I fucking love Chopped. I sit there, too, and I sit there going, that fucking chef. By the way, I know this, by the way, um, because I waited tables in New York for, I don't know, about 10, 15 years. Chefs are psychotic fucking egomaniacs they are psychotic yeah they're all like um oh look at what i've created and they're, and they're all like just they're they're all they're all just these 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 fucking self-absorbed cocksuckers you know what i mean sure they're like little hitlers but anyway this is what i want to talk about even though Chopped is good. I like things that are competitive for some... Like, I just love the fact, you know, people are trying to prepare a meal in, like, five minutes. Or what, they have a sure. half an hour. They get a basket. They get an ingredient of baskets. Yeah. And it's like a kumquat, a Fabergé egg, and a... Uh, <laughs> A horse's head, and they have to be like, ah, and then they get, I love the, uh, <laughs> that was the funniest part when he went, oh. <laughs> no, but I yeah. love when the chefs, then they have the, the, you know, the sound underneath. Oh, I had never worked with the horse's head before. <laughs> I, I had only seen it in The Godfather, and it definitely sent a message, but I don't know how to fucking cook with this shit. So I'm a how little you, out of my league here. It's, I'm a little out of my <laughs> league. I'm, you ever see that where they have a, a, a vegan chef, and all of a sudden the vegan chef has right. to make Pickled a... Pickled tongue. Pickled tongue. Yeah. And they're like, Christ, I, <laughs> I've never even seen a tongue. I, anyway, fuck you guys. Look, here is the thing. I think humanity, I think humanity is the thing that you have to fucking present to an Like, right away. That you do. A, you definitely do that. Oh, I totally do. You're like do. raw, throbbing humanity <laughs> in all its manifestations. Like, I've yes. never seen a guy go through the full arc of emotions. I mean, I think, you know, yeah. you'll start you know, with anger, and then you'll go to happiness, and then there'll be these moments of grieving, and then you actually time travel a bit. And then... <laughs> And then all of a sudden you, 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 you land with a certain amount of peace of mind. I, I think you're a beautiful man. <sighs> Boy, this is taking the steam out of the rant. But, uh, <laughs> I, imagine I, if my rants became like that. Like, hey, folks, I, 
I just want to say that I just came from feeding squirrels and that went well and I've named a couple of squirrels because they have markings. I would love that. Huh? I would love that. I do do that shit about feeding squirrels, except I do it in the angry voice like, I feed squirrels! And... <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, I think it's funny, like, because my dad was a union leader. Yeah. And I just think it's funny to put, like, funny words in union leaders' mouths. Like, listen, men, before I talk about the sheet metal union, I want to talk about some of the fellas who aren't feeding squirrels in the yard. (laughs) What's up with that, guys? Yes, our jobs are being taken away by outsourcing. But can we not feed a squirrel once in a fucking while? Get out of your narcissism, fellas. Get out of your phones and feed a squirrel. You know what I mean? I think that last piece was the best thing I've seen you do. The squirrel thing? Yeah. You serious? No, because I just realized that, like, you know, that so much of this fury and this process is your pop. Oh, it is. Oh, shit. It is my father. I channel my dad. He's Sicilian, and he's operatic. Like, everything was operatic. Like, everything was like, did you? Like, everything was big yeah, deal. Yeah. Like, like, it'd be like, did you leave the garage door open? Like, it would be like that. Like, <laughs> like and I was young, you know? I was in my 30s, and I'd be like, I, traditional comic technique right yeah, there. Yeah. But I was young yeah. as a little kid, yeah. and I'd be like, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was in Miller's Crossing. <laughs> And it was over the garage door. And I've always had this kind of fucking feeling about life because my dad took every, like, my dad was so intense about everything. Like, when we were having dinner, he'd be like, I grew up in a crazy, when we were having dinner, he'd be like, pass the salt. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And I'd be like, really? What's it mean to you? (laughs) Like, everything was a huge negotiation. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I would get down on my knees about, let's say, the garage door, the thermostat yeah. was another yeah. thing. Did you touch the thermostat? <laughs> and I realized that I didn't know if I could tell the truth. I've always had a problem with lying yeah, yeah, in my yeah. life because I'm always afraid of the consequences <laughs> of telling the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Daddy, look in your heart! <laughs> like, I would start doing that, like Totoro, if some of you are familiar with Totoro. I'd be like, Daddy, look in your heart! <laughs> Yes, I did turn the thermostat up, but I like it warm, Father. (laughs) And remember, Daddy, you and Mommy decided to have me. I am part of La Familia. (laughs) So why the fuck can't I turn it? I wish I had the balls to say that. You know what I mean? I wish I had the balls to say to him, why the fuck can't I turn up the thermostat? Instead, I I carried around such tremendous guilt, and it's still working its way out of me at the age of 52, you know, on stage. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've never had a shrink. I never had a shrink. I I never had a shrink who could deal with me. I never had a shrink. And I know that sounds like a bragging thing. (laughs) I thought I just heard one go, come on. You never had one that could deal with you? They're afraid. I find that shrinks are afraid of intimacy. Huh. And then they get like, fuck this. You know, they get like, you know what, Pepitone? You know what? This isn't what it's about. All right. You, and, know, you know what, Pepitone? This is exactly what it's about. I love you. Thanks for coming. Thanks, everybody. Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> That'll be good for your documentary. 
Let's keep it going for all the guests in this marathon show that I hope we uh, actually got on tape. Eddie Pepitone, Jim Earl, Joe Lotruglio, Aparna Nancherla, uh, Seth Morris is the great Bob Duca, and Rob Hubel. You guys have been great. Kick on the music. I have shirts. I really appreciate you hanging out, and I appreciate that you listen to the show. And God damn it, this has been fucking amazing. Thanks for coming, buddy.